Welcome to the CSIS Cogit Asia podcast, where we think deeply and reflect on policy in Asia. I'm your host, Liza Keller. In this episode, we discuss the Indian state of Bihar. The focus for today's pod is the challenges facing Bihar, a state in central northern India that is home to over 100 million people, with nearly 90% of the population in rural areas. Bihar's economy is centered on services and agriculture, and the state is among the poorest in India, with a per capita GDP of just over 400 U.S. dollars in 2017. But there are reasons to be encouraged. Bihar's people have benefited from a period of political stability and good governance over the last 14 years, with the government headed by the Junta Dal United Party, or JDU, led by Chief Minister Nitish Kumar. The JDU is a center-left regional political party in India that enjoys support in both Bihar and neighboring Jharkhand. Politics hasn't been without surprises. In 2017, the chief minister made the dramatic decision to trade his party's alliance with the left-wing Rashtriya Janta Dal Party, or RJD, for one with the right-wing Bharatiya Janta Party, or BJP, the party of current Prime Minister Narendra Modi. Despite the political switch, the Bihar government's objectives of improving basic public infrastructure and public services, primarily roads and bridges, electricity distribution, and education, have made steady progress. In addition, the central government approved aid of $21.5 billion to support development in Bihar, which we'll learn more about from our guests. And overall economic growth has been positive in recent years. Bihar is among the fastest growing states in terms of gross state domestic product, but is starting from a low position. Recently, the government has turned to enhancing public health and health care as one of its fundamental objectives alongside improving education. The state leadership has been looking for ways to engage with international NGOs, foundations, foreign governments, and the private sector to improve access across all facets of health and education in Bihar, which is why a delegation traveled to the United States to discuss these issues at CSIS. The state leadership has been looking for ways to engage with international NGOs, foundations, foreign governments, and the private sector to improve across all facets of health and education in Bihar. In this podcast, you'll hear from the Deputy Chief Minister of Bihar, Mr. Sushil Modi, a leading member of the BJP, and Mr. Sanjay Kumar, Principal Secretary of Health for Bihar, the head state technocrat in the health field. My colleague Rick Rosso, holder of the Wadwani Chair in U.S.-India Policy Studies, sat down with Deputy Chief Minister Modi and Mr. Kumar to discuss the state's progress, future priorities, and opportunities for engagement with the United States to benefit Biharis. I'll turn it over to Rick now. Many of our listeners know Bihar is the third largest state in India, and uh, going through a period of over a decade now with relative political stability, starting from a relatively low base, but seeing some of the highest economic growth rates in the country. Let me first uh, ask the Deputy Chief Minister, uh, Sushil Kumar Modi, Bihar has enjoyed over a decade now of relative stability and growth, although key indicators such as per capita income still lag behind many other states. As you come to the United States on third trip, how do you describe today the Bihar story to Americans who otherwise may not know much about the home state, where the state is today, where it's going? How do you inspire them to engage a state that has so many great opportunities and great needs? See, the question regarding per capita income, because Bihar started very late. So the western and the southern states of, Bihar, of India, their per capita income is much, much higher. Mm. And as on today, Bihar's per capita income is one-third of all India per capita income. It is very difficult to bridge this gap. Because if you grow by 10%, the other 
developed states they are also growing by six or seven or eight percent. So there, that gap will be there, but we are trying to bridge that gap. And I think it is not only the per capita income, but other things also also are very important. For example, now we have provided electricity to each and every household. There are toilets in more than 84% of the households. And the next two months, we will achieve the 100% target of providing toilets. So the agriculture roadmap, the animal husbandry. So, and see this uh, uh, this data of per capita income, sometimes is very, it is very difficult to, for example, suppose, if uh, somebody is having one lakh dollar of income and another person is having only 20,000 of income, so if you find out the average, it becomes much higher. Mm -hmm. But in a state like Bihar, we have made effort for decentralized uh, development of the people of Bihar. Mm. So there, it may not be there that, uh, so the per, apart from per capita income, other things also are very important. Like these health indicators, social indicators, the education in indicators. So we have gone tremendous in the last 10 years, but still uh, we are trying to cope up with the developing states. Mm. But still that gap is there and we are trying to bridge this gap. And that's why we asked the union, the federal government that they provide a special package for Bihar. And we are fortunate enough, the present Prime Minister of India has provided us a package, a PM's package of one lakh 60,000 crore, uh, his profit of the package. Mm. So we are making we are making effort in the road sector, in the electricity sector, in the agriculture sector, in all other sectors we have grown like anything, but still that gap is there. Yeah. It feels like uh, from somebody that's followed your state and traveled to your state many times over the years, some states in India, they try to be all things to all people. They'll say yes to everything that's presented. It feels like from an outsider, and tell me if this is true, that you know, your government instead chooses a few topics. I mean, I remember going there and seeing the incredible road development and seeing the development of bridges and hearing about the connections that that made and getting more kids in school. It feels like your government grabs a few big things every time. You mentioned before now about electric power connections. Um, is that kind of a correct way to sort of characterize grabbing a few things and tackling them at a time? Um, if so, like what are some of the next things that are on the horizon your government plans to tackle? See, the next big thing which that is we are trying so using the technology, mm. using this IT, IT platform. So um, all our major departments that, that um, they have gone for this uh, uh, on IT platform. So the providing services to the people, this is a delivery mechanism. So you can't imagine that in a Bihar state like Bihar, which is having a population about 12 million, more than 8 million, 80 million people are using the mobile phones. So we have used that technology. So for all kind of delivery, we're using this IT platform, mobile-based applications. So that is one big thing because people are, people are suffering because of corruption. Yeah. People used to complain that we have to bribe the officials to take some government scare advantage of government schemes. Each and every penny is being transferred through direct benefit transfer. As on today, Bihar is not giving a single penny to any beneficiary in cash. Each and every 
penny is being transferred through dbt or direct benefit transfer so the use of technology leveraging this technology this is one great thing we are <coughs> we are doing and number 2 uh, because in the uh, in, in the urban area in the last 10 years we we could not have done much in the urban area and because you know that there is only 11% urbanization there in bihar and about 89% is rural area so uh, how to how to urbanize the rural areas mm. so on the one hand we are providing the facilities what what it was in the urban area to the villages also and trying to increase this ratio of urbanization from 11% to 20% or uh, so, um, some more percent but our most priority sector is health and education because in the physical infrastructure electricity the airlines the roads we have achieved to a great extent but in the health sector and the uh, education sector these two sectors are our, our priority for the next decade yeah well uh, having uh, having two terrific political leaders from the state as well as one of the most senior bureaucrats from the state you know one question that comes up for a lot of americans obviously everything that we want to do to help india in its development trajectory all roads lead to the states and i think the world's finally sort of waking up to that and visits like yours i think help to to augment that point that uh, the united states is waking up to the fact that state governments control a lot more functions of daily life in india than the central government you mentioned a number of topics that you're working on today a few topics that you're working on uh, in, in the near future the question is for a, an international organization that shows up in patna and wants to do some good work and help there's a raging debate about whether you start with a meeting with the technical experts the bureaucracy and work on a plan and bring it to political leaders or if you go directly to political leaders present an idea and then that filters down what's the best approach for let's say it's an american university an ngo or a foundation or somebody they want to come they want to partner with you uh, what's the best way uh, when you show up in patna the first people you should speak to uh to begin formulating a plan for becoming a partner to the state of bihar see i personally feel that you have to talk to both bureaucrats also as well as the politicians because ultimately it is the political leadership which take decision mm. but you will have to convince the bureaucracy also so they may not create any hurdles they also work in the same ecosystem so the best approach will be to meet the bureaucrats as well as the political leaders and see the bureaucrats they go they can go into more details they can understand the nitty gritty of many things and the political leadership they have a, they have hand on the pulse of the people they they also understand things so i think the political leadership as well as the bureaucrats at both level they will have to interact so finally and when the bureaucracy they convince the political leadership or sometimes even they are not able to convince the political leadership feel that this is a good idea so ultimately it is the political leadership which decides everything mm-hmm. but uh, uh, i think that political if somebody want to partner with bihar or any state in india they have to talk both with the political leadership as well as the bureaucrats yeah that's very helpful well uh, one last question i have i mean you here on a trip talking about this terrific program that you have with care and with gates foundation on healthcare uh give us an idea uh, especially having uh, minister pande uh, and uh, and also secretary kumar um 
you know, when you think about health partnerships with the United States, you've got a great example that you're here discussing on this trip. What are some of the other areas where healthcare partnerships would be useful for Bihar? Again, there's a lot of U.S. foundations, NGOs, universities, American state governments, the private sector. They all want to do good work and try to help Indian states on health care. What are a few of the, the areas uh, in health care that uh, international partnerships might be useful for Bihar? Let me begin with where the our uh, Honorable Deputy Chief Minister left. You see, one of the problems or one of the handicap of the system was that two things which we thought was very important, primary health and primary education, somehow we felt that they were not part of the political agenda. Hmm. And if it is not part of the political agenda, then it doesn't go very far. And I'm very happy to say that uh, in Bihar, in the last more than a decade, primary health care and primary education has become part of the political agenda. It's a part of the main political discourse. Now, what do I mean by saying this? My chief minister would call me and he would want to actually know that how do you take your complete humanization from 84% to 90%. He is not satisfied. He says 84 is poor. I want to see my state plus 90. So you see, it comes from within and it sets the political discourse for the kind of work you do. And I think that makes a lot of difference. It makes all the difference, I would say, as to how the political will, how the political uh, leadership looks at primary health care in this particular instance. Second thing you mentioned was that if you come to Patna, then whom do you speak to? I would say that naturally you speak to the political leadership because, as I, as I was mentioning, that primary health care is top on the agenda of political leadership in the state of Bihar. And once the broad directions are clear, then we who are part of the bureaucracy, we would take up the matter and we would do things. You're just saying that, of course, could be because the political uh, bosses are in the room right now, or? Uh... <laughs> no, I mean, harmony is required, but uh, jokes apart. It is important because then it keeps everybody in sync. And then it also leads to sustainability. You know, the continuity of the program is also equally important. Often what happens in the government is that you start something new. Yeah. And once the leadership changes, or once the bureaucratic leadership changes, things are not that sustainable. So you lose a lot of effort, which you have actually put in. So this continuity of policy, continuity of doing things is also equally important. And when there, where there is political will, it helps a lot. Yeah. I think the problem uh, in Bihar is, and I think more so in India also, is the fact that it's not that we don't know what is to be done. We often know what is to be done, but the point is that do you have the wherewithal, the technical capacity, the administrative capacity to be able to do that? And sometimes, and I think this is where the help of people, let's say, who are from uh, NGOs or the part of U.S. government, we come in is that you have a different set of experience. And I am looking for technical support. I'm looking for support. For instance, let me give you an example. Money is not an issue, as our Honorable Deputy Chief Minister was saying. What an issue is that, am I being able to spend all the money which I have? And the answer is no. I have money and I'm not being able to spend it fully because I don't have a administrative capacity and also public finance management systems where you can track every penny which comes, which moves out from the state headquarter down to the village. Can you track every penny? If you can track it, then you can maintain transparency in the system. You'll be able to do things well. 
so it has it is technical issues procurement procurement is again a very important issue which i often find that it hampers delivery of healthcare services because we are unable to do procurement in time and procurement is a very uh, technical subject so if i can be supported on setting up a system in which procurement becomes institutionalized and i do it transparently i'll be able to do a much better job well gentlemen as bihar rises india rises as india rises the world rises i hope this trip is fruitful and productive uh, certainly finding partners on healthcare and other issues that are high priorities for bihar you know we all want to help you in any way that we can so uh, deputy chief minister modi uh minister pande secretary kumar uh, thank you all for stopping by csis we really appreciate it and hope to see you in patna soon it's been a pleasure richard that's our show very special thanks to deputy chief minister modi and principal secretary of health kumar for sharing bahar's story and their vision for bahar's development objectives also special thanks to the bahar minister of health mangal pande for providing input that helped frame the conversation on Bihar's objectives in public health. To learn more about Bihar and India's other states, you can subscribe to the Wadwani Chair's India States weekly update and review our Engaging India States website. You can also read Wadwani Chair Deputy Director Dr. Karthikeya Singh's analysis of Bihar's political shakeup from late last year. Links to all three are available in the show notes. You can also find the video on demand for the CSIS Global Health Policy Center's event, Innovation Partnership and Self-Reliance: Health Policy Lessons from India's Bihar State on csis.org. The audio for this podcast was edited by Ribka Gemalangsari. This podcast was written and produced by Jeffrey Bean. You can follow our Asia programs on Twitter and subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, RSS, or email on csis.org. Also, be sure to listen to our podcast series China Power with Bonnie Glazer for interviews and analysis on all things related to China's rise. I'm Liza Keller. Thanks for listening.